Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? Gentlemen, how'd you enjoy your bye week? Did you watch any football? Did you take a break? I watched a lot of football, kind of like haphazardly, you know, watching, <laughs> In watching it, but not really watching it, not really having any kind of vested interest in the games, just, you know, basically watching every play with my daughter. And um, I think she knows football better than anything so far, you know? She might know it better <laughs> than the Raiders coaching staff. It wouldn't be that wow. hard to know. <laughs> Shots fired right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were a couple surprising things. One thing I, I learned about myself over the last two weeks, uh, I root against the Bills more than I root in like the Patriots' uh, benefit. Like in this game two weeks ago when when the Bills were playing the Jets, we'll, we'll get into that more later, but I was rooting against the Bills like yeah. vehemently. And like mm-hmm. I just keep rooting. Maybe it's because they're, they've been everyone's darling and like the national team. But this week... They were hosting the Vikings, who were seven and one, and nobody really respected them. And who knows? Even coming out of this game, maybe they're—I think they have the second worst point differential for an eight and one team in NFL history. Really? Uh, so maybe they still don't deserve that much respect. But in this game, the Bills, for the second week in a row, drop one. I mean, JJ, is it time to dethrone the Bills? They're in third place in the AFC East. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't dethrone them yet. They, you know, um, I was seeing some stuff about their schedule. Um, it's kind of like their schedule. Obviously, AFC East opponents all have similar schedules. Theirs was basically flop to bars. So they played the gauntlet of teams that were about to play, or at least a bunch of that those teams. Not probably exact, but close enough. Uh, the first half of the season. And now, apparently, the second half of the season, they're getting the Detroits. They're getting Cleveland's, you know. Uh, Pittsburgh might be in there, stuff like that. So or maybe they played Pittsburgh already. I can't remember. But either way, the uh, easiest part of their schedule is in front of them. So I wouldn't call it yet. The thing I think the most about it is, uh, you know, the Bills can bleed. The Bills can bleed a lot more than I think I anticipated at this time this season, and probably a lot of people did. You know, they, they do have these lulls in the past throughout um, time. You know, you get – seven games in they they lose a couple here and there but they have finished strong um josh allen looks like he's he's hurting and he's gonna get himself hurt and it's all on him and you know in that game he had it looked like he had a serious injury he ended up continuing to play uh and you know what he had four turnovers or was four interceptions or whatever um you know the fumble at the goal line that ends up being a touchdown for the Vikings. I mean, there were some big plays in that, that I think his health is affecting him. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it other than this dude's hurting and he still runs through people like he's, you know, Eddie George or something. It's like, what are you, what are you doing, man? I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're, you know, the amount of contact he is willingly taking on himself, I think is causing, a little bit of concern, probably. If I were a Bills fan, I, I would definitely be like, "Dude, you have a ridiculous arm. You don't, you don't need to do that every play." The the last drive when they got all the way down there, he ended up throwing an interception. He, you know, the first forty yards he ran for and was like running through guys. It's like, oh my god, man, you were just on the ground a quarter or two ago, screaming. 
What are you doing? Yeah, he uh, he definitely carries a lot on his shoulders, doesn't it? It, just, it feels like he he has so much on his shoulders carrying that offense, which is an explosive offense, a tremendous one, one of the best in the league. But it feels like it's a lot for him to carry, and he is yeah. sometimes he presses. Right, and that's yeah. the running game. I think it's the running game that uh, they're lacking. They're, he's the running like, game. He's the, run- well, he's that's the leading rusher, isn't he? Running game. Exactly. Is that's, part, that's why there's so much on him. Yeah, and it's, it's a tough ask to have the quarterback lead you in rushing every single week. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me as far as how many times he's led the team in rushing. I, I would wager it's every game. Maybe, maybe yeah, not it, it, one that's game. That's definitely possible. <clears throat> um, so this loss to the Vikings, and they're 0-2 in the division, and they still have four games coming up in the division. Um, not the hardest games with the Patriots. They should probably beat us based on talent. They have the Bengals and the Bears. Those are, you would think, games they should win uh, at the at the Lions and the Browns. Um, so those are, I mean, their schedule remaining is, is easy. Um, you look at what Josh Allen's doing, and, I mean, he can be his own worst enemy. Those two picks to Patrick Peterson were on him. Especially the yeah. last one to end the game. That was a, I don't, a horrible read. I don't really yeah, know what yeah. he was looking at. Um, but that game was fantastic. It, I, I think the Vikings had two different instances where, what is it, um, the advanced, what is it, AWS or something said that the Vikings had a 1% chance at two different times in the game. They were down 27-17. <laughs> wow. And they, they end up winning this game. Uh, Justin Jefferson look like Jerry Rice. Some of the catches he made, especially in the late fourth quarter, that one catch where he's going Just to the ground. Just an all-timer. All-time catch. He's falling backwards. He reaches up. One hands it like Odell, but he's coming down with the ball facing down in one hand. And he somehow flips it over and brings it into his body while the ball is like eight inches from the ground. It was Unbelievable. On, he had a, on fourth and 18 yeah. with the defender on his back. Like Odell didn't do that with a defender yeah. near him. And the defender had hands on the ball. Yeah. Two hands on the ball. Well, and he how ripped you, it away from him. I don't understand how you don't completely blanket him. Like fourth and 18, that's a coach. You know, part of it's the coaching. Like, how do you let that happen? On that well, they play? played zone. They played right. zone. What? So, exactly. You know. So, th- th- that's exactly it. Like... No. You're you're in charge of your space, not him. Mm-hmm. And there's a, you know exactly on fourth and eighteen. Don't you think you'd switch it up just a little bit? Like they can't. Well, you should this. do the the basketball, the box and one. You play the mm-hmm. the box as a zone, and you got the man to man on this on the one guy, exactly. the only guy I mean, you don't care, you don't want to beat you. Exactly, and they let it happen. So I mean, I find that the coaching is definitely not been. You know, McDermott's kind of it. I don't know. In their losses, it's like, dude, how are you letting all this hap- unravel? You have that much. Looks like Oakland, for Christ's sake, in that game. He did. He passed up a field goal previously that could have pushed it to a three-score game. You know, I don't know. Field goal opportunity, I I should say. Miami's the one that's really, you know, I I don't think the Jets are going to last. I feel like they've got so many injuries, but the Dolphins... Dolphins are, you know, continue. They're they're 7-3 and right now. I mean, it's pretty impressive what they're doing. The Dolphins have like one of the best wide receiver duos statistically through this, this uh, many games in a season. It's Ever, like, right? it's a very short list. It's like the Oh five Colts, the 99 Rams. Like it's very prestigious offenses that these guys are matching up with from those two receivers. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're I- legit. I could see 
the Bills losing one more game in the division. I'm on record saying I think they're going to kick the Patriots' ass both games. Uh, but I think they could lose yes, another one know. to either the Jets or the Dolphins. But so they're they're, they're probably going to wind up at like 13 and 4. Probably. But if they lost um, three of the next four four games or three out of four, as you're saying, to divisional opponents, they'd still be 3-3. Three and three. So that gives the other teams in the, in the division a fighting chance, especially since they're only... I think they're in second place now, right? I think the Dolphins overtook them for division lead. They they're in third. They're in third they're in because third. the, the Jets, Jets have, have the tiebreaker. Tie yeah. Yeah. And they're clearly the most talented team in the division from oh, top to bottom. Far and away. Um, I expect Tredavious them to, White. to push. Go ahead. Do you Tredavious know, White? What is yeah. the, yeah, what, what is the deal there? Is he, is he still on IR? Is he on short term IR? Cause he's not showing up on any of my IR stuff. And I didn't see him once. Kyer Elam's hurt. Their secondary is really banged up. And that seems to be where the yeah. biggest problem is right now. And you would have thought going in with White, Kyer Elam, um, Poyer, and uh, Micah Hyde, that's that's the strongest part of their team, you know? Yeah, and then they lose three of those guys. And you could see some of the effects of that. Vikings moved to 8-1. and one. They took advantage. They clawed back into that game. We, we mentioned some of the mistakes the Bills made, but got to give credit to the Vikings for pulling that one out and making those plays, especially defensively. And uh, and Justin Jefferson, who goes on to be NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, elsewhere in the division, we mentioned the the Dolphins are looking good. They they laid it on the Browns this weekend, uh, which brings mm-hmm. them up to seven and three on the season. Jets and Patriots both on the bye week. Some of the other games this weekend that that stuck out: first game in Germany, first NFL game in Germany. Tom Brady yeah. gets his second win in a row on mm-hmm. allegedly a, a horrific field out there everybody really? is complaining about that i know you see the the highlight of brady slipping and falling on his butt and you're like oh, oh god i hate to see it on, but uh, what did he say this did he if say i didn't about slip it? i was gonna you know i was gonna randy moss that or something <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny dude. It? i mean oh, even god. if he didn't slip that was gonna be an interception but mm-hmm. it, it was good when everybody came out and said the field was bad it's like okay it makes you look a little better but yeah. good for the Bucks. They just beat the Seahawks, a team that was surging, who uh, bumps them down to I think six and four now in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bucks Tom are Brady really coming around. working hard. They're really working hard to get their running game involved. I think they actually started Rashad White in this game, um, and Leonard Fournette ended up getting hurt in this game as well with a hip pointer. Can you explain a hip pointer? What is a hip pointer? I I don't really know. Doctor James. You want me? You you would know more about this now. I got nothing. I have absolutely nothing. Nothing uh, for a hip If pointer. I had to guess, I would think it's a hip pointer is a bruise to the ligament, or if you have like almost like a partial dislocation, like it's all a little loose. Maybe not dislocation. Like the the ligaments are loose around the hip. Okay, that you know what, Doctor James, I think got it right. Google says a hip pointer is a deep bruise to the ridge of the bone on the upper outside of your hip called the iliac crest how about that oh, yeah. dr james andrews here on the phone with us yep. yeah there you go yep, look at me i should have been a fucking doctor huh? exclusive with dr james <laughs> um other games that were really good this weekend i guess the the highest rated game for television ratings all season cowboys packers which really? fox was counting on in a big play in a big way um this weekend so that one came through with the viewership and it came through on the field too. 
Packers were down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter when I turned it on. Yeah. And then proceeded to march down the field twice, absolutely stifle the Cowboys offense Mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter. And then the game goes to overtime and Mike McCarthy goes for it on fourth and four from like the Packers 35 yard line instead of either punting it or trying to kick the field goal, which would have been like 53 yarder. Terrible play. Terrible play situation. I would have punted that. I would have punted it at Lambeau. Yeah. You, I mean, field goals over 50 there are a coin flip at best. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you miss it, then the Packers get the ball at like a past their own 40. So they're, they're in really good field position there. And then of of course uh, they don't convert the fourth down. Aaron Rodgers brings it all the way down the field. Mason Crosby ends it right there. Packers stepping back up two in a row. Are they alive? Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, it's yeah. the revenge of the old quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the Packers still have. Uh, let's look at their schedule. I mean, I'm surprised they beat the Cowboys, who have such a good defense and pass rush. Um, yeah. I wonder how much it says about the fact that Dallas lost that game about their offense that they couldn't, you know, uh, do more because Packers have really been struggling. Let's see the rest of their the way they got Tennessee, Philadelphia, Chicago. Rams, Miami, Minnesota, Detroit. That's not really a cakewalk. Yeah. You know? One thing I, Detroit, I, I, I can take out of these Rams, games is Christian, Christian Watson is looking explosive. I mean, if he can catch the ball, I mean, it's the biggest thing, right? If he can catch the right. ball, he's he's a game breaker. Eight targets, he caught four balls for 107 yards and three touchdowns. I watched the game, he had another drop. That would have been four touchdowns. He would have had like 150 yards on five catches. Um, wow. One of them was 58, and then there was another one that was like seven yards at the goal line where he ran like this in and up, like a, I guess a sluggo um, type of thing. Um, he would have taken that 100 yards if there was 100 yards to play. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's got burner burner speed, and he gets separation. The thing is like can he catch the ball? A lot of times I saw one throw where Aaron Rodgers threw to him, and he looked – back at Aaron Rodgers while the ball was in the air instead of up in the air. That was strange, <laughs> you know? Really? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't look If he up. can play, man, that's what they've been missing. I mean, that's why Rodgers, you know, it's really the Devontae Adams-less offense. Um, well, he's nothing like Devontae have... Adams as far as... No, no, but it's just the target that he can go to and trust. Is, you know, that's kind well, of what he's getting at. You, the th- I mean, you can't trust him because he, he catches, like three out of every four balls that are extremely catchable. But what he would do is if he's a continuing to be a threat to the defense, he's going to make them respect him, keep yeah, those safeties back, maybe, keep eyes on him. Things up. Right. And it's, yeah, it's going to open things, things up, up for, for the running backs, especially just like the Patriots need. And Watkins, Watkins is pretty up. good underneath too. And Tanyan, Tanyan's a nice little weapon for underneath, but yeah, he can really take the top off a of defense. I think that's, unless you have a lockdown corner, I think that's a guy you want to shade with cover two or, Cover one, bring the safety to, to his side of the field because he is he's dynamic. We thought that in the draft. The other receiver in this game too, CD Lamb, fifteen targets, yeah, eleven catches so, for one hundred fifty yards and two touchdowns. He's I really like watching CD Lamb, man. He's a good player. I think it's his first game over a hundred yards though on the season. On the season, it's his best game as a pro. But CD Lamb is way closer to Devontae Adams with his route yeah. running ability. Yeah, yeah, he's a nice receiver. Yeah. So the, the I misspoke before. That was the Packers' uh, first win in a row. They're up to four and six. So 
who knows? I mean, they're not going to be able to catch the Vikings unless there's an epic fall off in that division, but they could sneak into the playoffs. You just, you never know in that NFC. Uh, yeah, elsewhere in the, the NFC. NFC. I'm sorry. The NFC's for, record, there's not, it's not a big good. Gap. I mean, there's like two teams with really good records. By the way, I just want to mention the Vikings only lost to, was to Philadelphia. So that's, yeah. I mean, it's, oh, we'll get back to them in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. boy. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. But also in, in the NFC North, uh, our, I mean, that Vikings-Bills game set the bar extremely high. Maybe the second most fun game to watch. Lions-Bears, Justin Fields lighting it up, absolutely running all over the yard. He's he's yeah, on pace man. to set the record for rushes in this, or rushing yards in a season for a quarterback. And mm-hmm. they, they just keep either winning games or playing highly entertaining games. Yeah, Bears, real close yes. games. It's pretty crazy. He can't really throw the ball, but he's definitely you know a force running it. It's crazy. You know, the Patriots just – that's when it came, so I kind of started. Since the Patriots game, he's they found out. Oh yeah, maybe we can't just have we shouldn't make him a pocket quarterback. Just let him run around because his yeah. throwing's not that great. But he'll fucking run for sixty yards, no problem. <laughs> I kind of disagree in a way. In a way, he can really mm. throw the ball, but he makes he some makes, bad. Dis- right, he he does throw the ball like you know some bombs and stuff. But it's like as in terms of you know putting a drive together, like I don't think he can do that. Right. Right, yeah, he makes some bad decisions. It was one um, pick he threw to Okuda, I think it was, who had um, they they were catching up. I mean, the the Bears were about to put this game away, and Okuda he threw. I think it was on their own twenty that Fields threw the ball into like no man's land for some reason. They were like, "Oh, we're gonna try to pass now," even though we've been using you as a, like basically a running back. Um, yeah. <clears throat> And there was a 20-yard interception for a touchdown from uh, Jeff Okuda, Okuda. And then very next drive, they have Fields kind of roll out on like an RPO, cuts the ball upfield. I think he ran. It was a long run. It was a long run. It was 67-yard touchdown rushing. So this is two yeah. games in a row where he's had, I think it was 178. 60-plus or something. And 147 in two games. Oh, yeah. He's had over 300 yards rushing. That's um, absurd. Damn. Yeah. Uh, he can really move too, because he got loose right around the line of scrimmage, and none of the the Detroit DBs could catch him. He's a dynamic player. He's got a he's got a really good arm. He just makes some shitty decisions, um, and they're becoming a, a team that's really fun to watch. I think. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So they end up going down to the Lions in that game just by one point. Jared Goff pulls one out for the Lions, um, and then later on. That night, 49ers hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers team that starts the game with the touchdown, has the lead at halftime, 16-13, to 13, mm-hmm. and then proceeds to not score one more point in the game. Yeah. Blows and it. just offensively fall apart in the second half. This is – I'm just looking at this team like I, I understand. Injuries are there. You're missing people. People are banged up. But, mm-hmm. my God, can you do something? you got some of the most talented – players I mean, the quarterback is out there just an absolute stud yeah and I'm like, you can't just keep oh my they're so disappointing and and you wonder how much of that is the coaching staff how much is the medical staff but quite a lot is the coaching staff yeah, I, I think you have to give a lot of credit to the 49ers in this game and a lot of discredit if you will to the chargers because the chargers were moving the ball in the first half you look at it touchdown punt field goal punt field goal field goal you know Second half, punt, 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 downs, pick. 
you know yikes that's adjustments adjustments were made by the 49ers and the chargers didn't make any um they're they're very banged up especially at receiver i think williams mike williams and keenan allen were out for this game eckler they, the 49ers keyed on eckler they took him out of the game completely um especially in the second half i don't think he did much of anything so yeah the 49ers got a lot of good things going right now if you look up and yeah, down that team they got trent Freaking yep. legit. Their offense is scary. I mean, a lot of doesn't Mitchell, score a lot. They don't McCaffrey, score a lot. You know, they don't score as much as they should, but they have like they have so not many even weapons. pro bowlers. They have all pros. If if you look yeah. up and down that team, Trent Williams is back. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. This uh, Brandon Ayuk's probably not in that conversation, but he's still good though. He made a lot of plays in that game. They're fucking stacked. I, That's what I don't understand. They only scored 22. They haven't really scored. And, you know, that kind of speaks to their record. They're five and four and people talk kind of, I feel like the, the league narrative on them right now is that they're, you know, a top echelon NFC team, but their record doesn't really show that record shows, you know, you know, better than, uh, you know, not a drag, but you know, probably that wild card ish mm-hmm. in the race for it. But they're talked about like they could, they couldn't should win that division. They should. They absolutely they should, should. They should, but you know, hey, the Seahawks are fucking rolling, man. Seahawks just lost, and they're only half the a game Bucks. up. Yeah, and the Rams yeah. are a There's, disaster. That's the Rams are yeah. disaster. disaster. Yeah, that's a bad. I one. mean, what's going on with? And then uh, Cooper Cup is injured. Stafford might be injured, but might come back. I, I, I don't know. I just saw Stafford's injured. Yeah. Did Did you see the hit in the uh, Niners game where the guy got ejected for hitting Herbert in the head? It was pretty bad. It was. It looked bad. But when you looked at the actual play itself, I don't remember um, a safety. It was hit. He, I think it was hit. He Herbert, was hit by two defenders, and right. the first defender kind of moved Herbert's body into a different position, and then the second defender hit him square in the head. But and it he, doesn't mean that he was, was aiming at the head. Right, it was bang bang. But he went down on the first hit lower than what the the defender Greenlaw, who's a good player, uh, had him lined up for, and. Hit him in the head, and his head like spun like two hundred twenty degrees backwards. It was <laughs> like, ugly. oh, Jesus! Yeah, you don't want to see that on Herbert. But the guy got ejected, which I thought was a little bit over the top for the hit. I didn't think it was egregious. I didn't think he meant to take his head off. You know? Yeah, they don't do that very often. An ejection for just for one hit like that. Yeah, and that goes immediately to New York. And I guess Troy Vincent was the one there. Why is Troy Vincent? In charge of that, by the way. Um, I don't know. I, Troy, he just, I loved him as a player, and it just drives me up a wall that I I hate him so much for the last 10 years. I hate him for Deflategate, number one. And yeah. then, yeah, all this time, he's just like this do-gooder. And I'm like, dude, you played for that Philly defense that was absolutely ruining people in the late 90s, early 2000s. Well, that, and he's made, well, just as a side note, he's made some questionable questionable calls and been in charge of some questionable things in the NFL, um, you know, since, since Deflategate. Deflategate's kind of when he became known because he was involved in that. And then since then, it's like, you know, I can't remember anything off the top of my head. It's been a, maybe a year or two, but he's done some questionable things. That guy's got, I don't know, he's like on the NFL salary with shitloads of money. And it's like, what are you doing? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so the, the Chargers drop one there. We're, we all feel a little bit disappointed in their performance so far this season. They're still sitting there, five and four. It's the sec- classic 
Chargers. Every fucking year, people think they're stacked. They did this for years with Phillip Rivers. Oh, my God, look at the offense, this, that, and the other thing. And mm-hmm. they've been coached by jackasses for, yeah. like, 15 I, years. I have to say, because they're not, like, a rival anymore, I kind of – I don't know why. I, I really like Herbert. I kind of root for him, you know, and, like, I, lo- I loved Kenneth Murray coming uh, out. I love Derwin James. They have a lot out. of likable players, man. They really do. Yeah. I don't know why I'm like I'm like on board. I'm like, oh, let's go. I wanted Brandon Staley to get coach of the year if, if you know the Patriots weren't gonna do well. But um it's one of these teams I'm like, you know, I'm not a fan, but you know, I, I I'd like them to beat some of these shitty I, I can't stand Denver. I can't stand fucking Kansas City. So I want yep, them to yeah. do well. Yep, definitely. One team in that division that's not doing well, the Las Vegas Raiders. They drop another mm-hmm. one. To the there Colts. was there was a leak uh, earlier in the week, like the day or two before the game, where it was like Josh McDaniels might get fired if they lose this weekend to the Colts and Jeff Saturday, a Colts team that just fired their coach, hires a guy that's never coached anything in his entire life as their head coach, and High then school, technically, but yeah, all right, whatever. <clears throat> And then um, the Colts had just gotten shellacked by the Patriots, who are a middling team at best. And so it, the word on the street was, if Josh can't win this game, maybe he's not fit to be our coach going forward. They proceed to lose 25-20 to 20 to the Colts. Colts went back to Matt Ryan, which is, I think, something that should be pointed out, that they went to a guy that is a potential Hall of Fame quarterback and replaced Sam Ellinger, who only had two starts under his belt and isn't very good. So that should be noted, but boy, Raiders, they got to be number one most disappointing team on the season. Absolutely. I mean, I've been harping on the Raiders all season, and Josh McDaniels, it's like, how do you lose this fucking game? Um, It wasn't really out of grasp, but it was a close game all the the whole way. Jeff Saturday, got to give him credit for putting Matt Ryan in. I I know you just mentioned that, Sean. Um, It's kind of funny that they put Matt Ryan in because it's like, what were you forcing Frank Reich to do with not putting him in? I think it was two games, maybe three games that they had, and it's like maybe cost yourself a game there potentially, especially since somehow somehow the Colts are still in the playoff race, which is stunning, especially with this win um, after how bad they've looked for a few weeks. I mean, that's almost criminal that, you know, for the – you're like, I don't know what was going on in the Colts building, but you make Frank Wright starts Ellinger, and then the new guy who's never coached before comes in and probably sees Ellinger at practice and is like, no, 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 no. Like the guy over there can throw the ball, and this guy can't. Like why did why did they ever start fucking Ellinger? So I got to give it to them, but the Raiders uh, doesn't seem like they can stop anyone on offense. So maybe that has more to do with them than Matt Ryan actually playing well. Uh, really disappointing, really talented team. Um, you know, we always think of Josh and what's his name over there in the front office. I'm drawing a blank. Mark Davis. Uh, oh no, not Davis. The the guy that came from here, the, he had one. Dave Ziegler. 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 <clears throat> you know, we all talk about how they evaluate talent and how, you know, they're so good at it. But over there, it's like, they got all these people, they spent all this money, and they don't know how to use any of them, or they're using them in the wrong positions, and their defensive line is should be incredible, and it has been incredible in past years, and they added Chandler Jones, and it's like worse than it's ever been. So 
you know, that's all coaching philosophy and stuff like that. You don't hear about that. I, you know, I remember last year, their, their, their offense, their defensive line was great. It was really good. It was fearful this year. Nothing. Um, also, yeah. you know, tight, you know, their tight end position is a mess. David Carr has generally been a pretty good, you know, I would say upper half quarterback, you know, at least the last two years, maybe I would say he's definitely top 15. He scratched mm-hmm. the surface of top 10 at times. Nothing great, but he looks terrible. Like his stats yeah. this year were horrible. And he and it's an offensive coach. And then he's crying after the game, like looking like a jackass with the the, the tears there. But he did say, and Devontae <laughs> Adams, uh, call, they're both calling out people on their team, saying a lot of people aren't buying in. That's that's on Josh. If you have all, that many people not buying in, where your coach, your quarterback, your star offensive talent receiver, are saying. You know, not everyone's buying in. We wish everyone would buy in. Like, oh, God, they got a lot of problems there. That's a big issue. Yeah. yeah. It looks messy. I, it looks messy. You see he's uh, going to get a car off the game, too. Crying. It's yeah. like, dude, it's a regular season game. Crying <laughs> is reserved for playoffs, you know, or um, Super Bowl losses, something like that. But And then I also heard some reports that the defense doesn't play the way Josh McDaniels wants them to. And I'm like, the personnel isn't lined up for like a three, four, like big defensive end. And that's what he wants. You know, I heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's very odd to me. Like Josh, why are you even concerned about that? You know, let, let the defensive coordinate coordinator handle that. You have two of the better defensive ends in the league, play to your strengths, play to your personnel and, and, you know, coach them up. You, I mean, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones are your defensive ends and you're complaining about them not playing the right way. Maybe you yeah. should look at the rest of the defense. You got some absolute scrubs out there, um, but yeah, two and seven, it's a mess. Bad news. That's yeah, it. It's They're out. They're mess. gone. Yeah, that's what Derek Carr was crying about. It was the end of the season for them. Yeah. So that's over. Um, and then the last game we want to touch on this weekend, which actually happened on Monday night, Philadelphia playing the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody's crowning them. Are they going to go undefeated all season? 17-0, first team ever. Uh, No. Lose an in-division game to the Washington Commanders. Uh, This was one of those games. I I didn't actually see this game, watch the highlights, but one of the hallmarks that the Eagles have had all season is playing from in front the entire time, specifically dominating the second quarter. I think they had... There were some stats going around where they had scored more points in the second quarter than a bunch of other teams had scored in totality throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this game, they don't score a single point in the, in the second quarter. In fact, the the Washington Commanders score 13 unanswered during the second quarter. Take the lead at halftime, carry that into the fourth quarter, and never yeah. look back. Yeah. yeah. No, kind of reminds me of the Ravens team, I think it was 2019. It was really, it was Lamar Jackson's MVP season. And it was like, this team's unbeatable. Like you, how, how are you going to go against this team? And and you saw them, they were, they were up a touchdown, two scores, every, every game at halftime. And then they meet the Titans in the playoffs and go down 14, nothing. And then they can never get back. Mm-hmm. Kind of no. reminiscent of what we're seeing from the Eagles here. Yeah, I mean, um, there was a couple – you got to give it to the Commanders. I mean, they played a hard-fought game. Tyler Heineke, um, from what I was seeing, you know, he's no world beater, but he can make passes when he needs to occasionally and, and get some kind of thing done there. They're 5-5. Five and five. They're 
their entire organization is going through turmoil, turmoil. So you'd think that it would affect affect them, but they just beat an eight and no team. So that's that's pretty good. So you got to give it to them. The Eagles, they did get screwed. There was like a face mask or something that wasn't called. Um, even in the final uh, minutes there before Washington scored again, the Eagles have the ball. They're, you know, huge completion to one of the receivers. Jalen Hurts looks real way better. I got to give it to him. I probably shit on Jalen Hurts a lot and have said he, he's not going to be good. I mean, he's he's looks great. He can run. He can pass. He's on, he's on the ball. He doesn't make too many mistakes. He looks way better than he did in college, from what I remember when he was at Alabama. Anyways, um, yeah, huge play, like forty or fifty yard pass, and then the the guy, the receiver, whatever his name was, fumbles it. Washington picks it up. It was kind of a game like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you, Sean. I feel like this is one of those teams that just looks great, and then. You know, we'll continue to win game, games down the stretch, but probably get a little closer and a little closer and tighter margins, and then the playoffs will come, and they'll probably be completely burnt out and get their ass kicked yeah. by somebody. I, I really like what I'm seeing from Washington. Every week they fight, um, and they, they seem to come together and kind of band against ownership during all this, um, you know, these these trials they're, they're having, and Dan Snyder's a piece of shit. We all know that. it's well documented you just google it dan snyder he's a scumbag he's got cameras in the the cheerleaders locker room for some reason you know um but you look up and down the russell they ran the ball 40 times between their two backs four more for curtis samuel they're not going to really kill themselves and i think that's what what happened to the eagles game when you get whenever you get three turnovers three fumbles lost from your receivers i mean that's just a hard thing to come back from I love Terry McLaurin. Uh, he's a he, and and he's a he's a leader of that locker room. When you hear his his uh, audio clips in the the kind of celebration or breakdown after the game um, for the team, he he's he's the guy you want, man. He, he's one of those real leaders from the receiver position that is kind of rare now. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 impressed with them, man. I, I hope they keep fighting and I hope they keep winning some games and upsetting some teams. So yeah, I mean, they're in yeah. tough division. They're tough sitting division. there at five and five though. I mean, they're, they're in the playoff hunt and they, this is a game that they, that really helped them. So down the stretch, as they got to play a bunch of these good, good teams in their division, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys. Just quickly. When do you know when they get chase young back? Cause I haven't seen him once. Um, he returned to practice this week. Oh, really? Great. Yeah. yeah I'd love to see him. Love yeah. It doesn't him. mean that he's going to play this week, but could happen pretty soon. Good. Yeah. All right. So that, that'll do it for week 10. So now we're looking ahead to week 11 here. We've got an, a decent slate of football coming up. Uh, let's let's get into the Patriots here. So they are coming off their bye week. Jets also off the bye. So no advantage there. But the Jets are coming off what we had talked about last week as an emotional high beating the Bills, especially mm-hmm. this is before the Bills had also lost the Vikings, so it felt like this team was borderline unbeatable. The Jets take out, you know, they, they get in a fight with their older brother and they, and they were able to beat them. Uh, so they, they got to sit with that over the weekend. Um, maybe they don't come in quite as emotionally high and full of themselves effectively for this week. So they're, they're back down to normal is the way I would expect it to be. And now they're staring across the field, the Patriots, a team that, that beat them, uh, maybe not so handily on the scoreboard, but it felt like it on the field that the Patriots really, really beat them up in that game. 
two weeks or three weeks ago at this point. At least in the <clears> second <throat> half. The first half, they kind of had our number a little bit. A little bit, but the turnovers. So, I mean, when you're going into this game, if you're coaching the Jets, you're going, we threw for 350 yards. How did we lose this game? Oh, because you threw four interceptions. That's how. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. it's take take a page out of Mac Jones' play, playbook. Uh, take the sack. Don't throw the pick. Throw it away. Throw don't it throw away. the pick. All that stuff is probably getting drilled into Zach Wilson's head. Who knows how much of that gets through? And I, I love Belichick and this defensive staff going after Zach Wilson. Our pass rush has been outstanding. It's been by far the the best part of this team, and it, it seems like it's mm-hmm. the Achilles heel for this Jets team. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting that pressure on the quarterback and and the mistakes that come from that. So I still feel pretty good. I think my favorite part about this game is that it's in Foxborough. Yeah, they, uh, absolutely. I, I think people are going to be lit up for this game. So uh, I I feel pretty good about it. I am worried about the the Jets pass rush, which had success against us last time. Mac Jones was sacked six times. Mm-hmm. They they were able to sack Josh Allen five times two weeks ago. Um, and so things are trending positively for that pass rush for them. So th- those are the things that I'm worried about in this game, but we just got to lean on that run game, play mistake-free football and really take it to them in, in uh, the defensive pass rush. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I think the biggest thing is how our offense moves the ball. I think, like you said, the pa- our pass rush is going to get to them. I'm not really afraid of their offense in too many ways. Their offensive line is going through some things. Their running game is going through some things. Um, I'd, I'd make them one dimension because their running game is going through some things. I'd make them one dimensional, make them try and throw the ball and get after them. You know, hopefully uh, we get Barmore back into the mix in this game. He doesn't seem to be on the yep. injury report, right? So um, he'll be back. You got Andrews coming back on the offensive line, hopefully um, out with a concussion for the last couple of weeks. Maybe he'll help Cole, Cole Strange or Isaiah Wynn or whoever's playing left guard next to him. And that's the biggest thing for me. I mean, like you just said, Quinnen Williams, he's got seven sacks. He's looking great. Franklin Myers is a, is, is a good player over there. Um, mm-hmm. You got Lawson's a good player over there. So they've, they've got some people, they've got that pass rush and that's been our biggest issue is, is offensive line, whether it's running the ball recently or passing the ball, they haven't looked great. There's been a lot of negative plays and, you know, we can talk about it a little bit. My expectation, they the bye week now is they've got to figure this out. If if they don't figure this offense out, um, you know, there's going to be some serious problems in the the offseason for how, you know, I don't know who, if people are going to get fired or what's going to happen, but definitely the structuring of the offensive coaching system is going to be greatly affected based on these next eight games. So they got to, and it all starts right here, um, tie break, you know, tiebreakers are going to be a big thing going forward. And this is where we have to get our offense going, because if we don't do it in this game, um, you're running out of time to get it going. I saw a statistic that we spend number one on tight end position in the league. And I think it was top three on receiver. It was like two or number two or three for receiver salary wise. And our offense is ranked 27th overall. So, you know, they got to get things going here. This is a good, good test a good solid defense to get the you know to test yourself against and they they got to figure mm-hmm. it out they got to figure it out i don't care if they switch up the offensive lines positions greatly i don't really care how it works or what they have to do but they can't just go in with the same mindset that they've kind of been playing with the last so many weeks before the bye because it just hasn't been good enough 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think uh, you look at the Jets and what they did last time. I thought Quinn and Williams was a real problem. And, and Cole Strange kind of got exposed. Uh, <clears throat> to me, that was one of the biggest game potential game wreckers. You need to keep that in check. You need to, and hopefully an extra week of preparation will do them some good there. Their defensive line is not a joke. Um, stay away from Sauce Gardner. There's no reason to challenge him. You've got plenty of depth. You don't have an elite wide receiver that you need to force the ball to. Um, there's plenty is of Parker ways to coming beat back? this team. Yeah, Parker seems to be seems to be okay, right? Uh, as far as the injury he report, is, I, he practiced limit limited participant. Both Devonte and Barmore in practice today. Yeah, I, it sounds like David Andrews is going to be coming back too, as well, right? He's uh, not listed on the practice injury report. Good. Yeah, that's great. I think the only person that I saw that was really probably going to be out was uh, Demarcus Mitchell. It looks like yeah, Barmore is getting healthy. Duggar's healthy. Uh, Damian Harris is healthy. Uche was kind of a concern, and Dietrich Wise. Uh, Jack Jones seems to be healthy, although I think he has some kind of illness. Did I did I read that right? Uh, uh, so all those he's guys, not on the practice injury report. Yeah, we're we're yeah. quite healthy. Good. We're quite healthy. This is like. One of the most positive things you can say about the Patriots right now is they're pretty healthy, um, considering, right? So yeah, guys going are coming into back. Week, right, going into week 11 to have this few amount of injuries, I think the only person you've really lost for the season is Ty Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't, yeah, he's I don't out. Really yeah. think there's, there's much else in the Which way of Which is kind of hilarious. What happened to him? He got He's getting shoulder surgery now? Yeah, some, sometimes they do that uh, where they – wait for something to respond to like physical therapy and, and less invasive remediations. And then eventually they pull the plug come from what wasn't it an ankle injury. I don't know. The Pats felt like a team coming in that could have used like another couple weeks of preparation for the season. And I'm really Definitely. hoping this bye week did them some good as far as getting this offense to a point where it can move the ball, you know, score touchdowns at a semi average level. Um, and, and get this protection figured out, especially with Andrews back. It's got to do Cole Strange some good to have Andrews back in the lineup. I think uh, and I, I also heard that we're moving Isaiah Wynn back to left tackle. I heard that the, he was getting practice reps at left tackle, and Trent Brown wasn't even playing, which makes no sense to me um, as far as practice. But, you know, it is practice, so I, I kind of take it with a grain of salt. That That's a weird one, you know. Oh, gosh, they're just trying everything. Where do the puzzle I mean, pieces fit? If it works, I don't give a shit. Put him at left tackle. But like, if he's if he's as bad as he's been at left tackle, Mac is fucked. I would tell <laughs> Isaiah Wynn, listen, this is your chance to get get some money in the free agent market. If you suck the next what seven eight weeks, you're not going to get paid a fucking dime. This is your career. That's yeah, you're going to get a yeah, veteran I mean, minimum next yeah. year. Yeah. Well, and you know I what mean, I'm going to say has, too. If they do say that, right, the thing you heard about switching him to left tackle, if mm-hmm. say they do do that and it works, him at left tackle, maybe Trent Brown's back at right tackle, if that works, how much of a detriment, like, or, you know, how much does that look bad on coaching? It's like, Matt Patricia, what the fuck did, would you do that for if it looked, you know, Ryan, you just said you made the point, which is right. It looks like they needed another three or four weeks of training camp based on the way things have been going. And mm-hmm. when you think back to what we were doing in training camp, it's like we switched up the offensive line um, and we changed a lot of, we tried 
experimenting with changing a lot of offensive scheme. And, you know, that happens every year, but it seemed like this year there was a massive push for it. And we're not even, we're not doing any of it. They've pretty much scrapped every idea they came into the season with to try and work because it hasn't worked. And it's like, you know, similar, it's almost sounds similar to what McDaniels is doing in Oakland. It's like, you are not trying, you're not running this offense around your talent and who you have, um, at positions, you're trying to fit your offense into a box that they can't do. Right. I this said is this, what we I want you to the... do, right? Yeah. You've been saying it for weeks. We all, you know, we, we want you, we're trying to make you do this, but you're not really that you, we don't really have the talent for it, but we're going to, we're going to make it work because we know what we're doing. And it's like, right. Oh yeah. Like Mac Jones on the deep ball, his best fucking passes were short to intermediate passes last year. Yeah. You know, whether the, his percentage and the Patriots... is slightly up, the yep, Patriots historically it. draft players for very specific roles, right? We know that. We've seen it a yep. million times. Like, this guy is good at this. This guy is good at this. And, and they put him in their position, which which is best suited for them to succeed. And they right, haven't been exactly. doing that this year. This year, they're trying to fit square pegs and round holes and move. We want to switch the, the play calling to more of a zone blocking scheme. Okay, why? Why do you want to do that? <laughs> because it, it worked fine last year, you know? Uh, we right. want to move. We want to flip-flop Trent Brown and Isaiah Wynn from left to right. Okay, why? Well, it worked fine. Yeah. Why do you, why do you neither, want to do that? Neither of them signed up for that. Both of them were pissed about it. Trent Brown got out of it, but Wynn clearly hasn't gotten out of it. And if they, it, you know, if this works, that looks that makes Matt Patricia look terrible. It's, it's just no cohesive because... plan, right? Yeah, there's no cohesive plan. It looks like... All right, we're just kind of throwing things at the dartboard now to figure out right, what works yeah. because we Ex- fucked with it so exactly. much that guys are lost, right? Yeah. Literally. Well, it does we're not, it does look like that. We're not going to hope that that it fails. Whatever they come out with, we're hoping that it it no, does the right I, thing. No, I want not. it to of be good. Absolutely. I want the I would like them to try different things at offensive line. It's just a matter of you know, if Matt I tell Patricia, you what what you would like as yeah. the best possible scenario is they do change it up. Like you say, Isaiah Wynn, left tackle. Trent Brown, yep. right tackle. It works. So the Patriots are good on the field, plus you get to make fun of Matt Patricia even exactly. more. Exactly. That's, That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, you know what it I... would look stupid. It'd make him look like a jackass. It's like, dude, you just switched two guys out of position because obviously, like, you know, from anyone looking at the situation coming in, like Trent Brown looks more like a left tackle than Isaiah Wynn. We've known that for years. We've been saying that for years. But it doesn't work like that. Isaiah Wynn can't, like for some reason, can't be on the right side of the line. For it's me, it's obvious. For me, it's, it's Trent what's Brown doesn't move well enough to be a left tackle. So there you go. And Trent Brown signed a contract as a right tackle, and that's what he wanted, expected to play. And then, oh, well, well, you know, we'll switch it up. And I'm sure Bill was like, okay, Matt, you're a smart guy. I trust your opinion. That's not fucking that wild of an idea. Let's go for it. And I'll blow yeah. up in Matt Patricia's face because For he's me, the Trent offensive Brown line is... coach and the offensive coordinator. He's calling both of those. Right. For me, Trent Brown, just since we're on this discussion, he, he's, he profiles as a right tackle perfectly. It's this huge behemoth that is on your strong side. You can see when he misses a block clearly because your, your, your back is to the left tackle. Your, your face is to the right tackle. You can see that, right? you know? You need to have someone that can get hands on a guy as your left tackle and move around with some of the quicker edge players. That's my opinion on it as far as like traditionally the difference between a left tackle and a right tackle. Um, mm. But, I mean, 
Matt Patricia's taken taken all this heat, and, and ultimately, it's on Belichick, and Joe Judge is well, escaping he, yeah. all of the heat because he doesn't have these stupid the stupid title that that Matt Patricia well, has. Nobody knows. The only reason he's escaping the heat is because nobody knows what he's doing. Right. Maybe he needs a break exactly. from the heat after the way things ended in New York. Well, based on what I was thinking, I was actually thinking about this today. The two worst run positions in this on this team right now are the offensive line and the quarterback position. And look who's in charge of both of those. Two ex-head coaches that were paying dirt cheap money. And it's like, what the hell? Why are your two positions terrible? And, and, you know, if the two positions weren't as great, but the offense was moving swiftly and well, fine. But it's not. None of it seems to be working. And we're spending, and it's not, you can't use the excuse anymore. We're not spending the money because they're spending a shitload of money on offense this year Mm -hmm. outside of the quarterback position. Uh, yeah, there's, there's going to be a ton of money to spend next year too. Uh, just looking at it, I think that the Patriots are at a real turning point here. You know, they have a tough schedule coming up. Uh, this kind of sets the tone for the rest of the season. If we can, if we can get a couple of these games, especially the, the divisional games, mm-hmm. these are huge games. The Jets. Um, but my thing is, if it doesn't work, does Bill have the the balls? to get rid of these guys because it's not working, even though they're his friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, just, just, just spitballing. But that that's, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I can see that. Joe judge might get a, a college offer as well. That's something that's in his wheelhouse. So anyway, uh, after that digression back, back to the Patriots and jets. So this game definitely looks like a defensive battle. And that's how I think it's going to play out. Whoever makes the least amount of mistakes, whoever is able to capitalize on a turnover here and there, maybe it'll balance out with turnovers. But I get the Patriots at 16 to 10. I think it's going to be very low scoring. You think so? I would hate to see that. I would hate to see us come out of a bye and only put up 16 points on offense after we've been struggling so much on offense. If we don't get at least 24 points in this game, by the offense, not defense or special teams, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty disappointed, and I know the Jets have a good defense, but you gotta start putting up points with your offense. Um, the way this yeah. thing looks with all the picks and Matt, Mac Jones' numbers are fucking disgraceful. For I mean, you're gonna look at this thing at the end of the season, you're gonna be like, "Why is he your quarterback? Why is <laughs> yeah, he, exactly?" You know? So it now's the time. Now's the time, man. Show me what you got. I want to go Pats twenty four, Jets sixteen. Uh, yeah, I'm more on the line of thinking with you, Rye. I really hope our offense gets going. I'm waiting for a game that we can score close to 30 on offense. I don't know if this is the game. It's not really trending that way. But, yeah, I mean, if we don't figure things out, if it looks like the same thing and we can only score a touchdown or two um, after the bye, that's not – it's it's going to be yeah. tough, tough going forward. A lot, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to be – a very up and down season. I think obviously we win. Um, I'm going to go 27, 17 Patriots. Hopefully we have, and I would like to have, you know, the lead for most of the game because we don't really play great behind. So yeah, mm-hmm. 27, 17 Pats. And there you I, go. I'm thinking we're, we're kind of on the same page, right? Like the buy should have done us good. It needed to. I mean, from a coach, from just a coaching we, perspective. Yeah. And, and, Historically, we do pretty good. Bill Bill really figures things out over the bye, whether it's getting a different player involved at a position that needs it or changing up scheme. He usually is very good at, you know, finding their weaknesses and building upon them, making them better, trying to figure out what he needs to do to fix it. 
the last two or three years, though, after the bye, things have kind of come undone a little bit. Uh, last year, it was our defense where, you know, it started to see cracks in the foundation of who's the coach, who's the defensive coordinator, who's calling these plays. You have, you know, Mayo addressing and Steve Belichick being, um, you know, calling the plays. Once again, another coaching thing. Last year it was the defensive coordinators and defensive coaching. This year it's the offensive coaching and coordinators. Um, it would be really unfortunate if the season doesn't really, you know, you don't really do much in the season by the end because of coaching decisions and what you chose, who you chose not to pay because, or whatever it is, the reason that you didn't bring in legit coaches that can call offense. Someone had a really good point. Um, you know, Miami basically implemented the same offense we wanted to run this year. Now, granted, they have much better talent outside, but I'm pretty sure all three of us thought that was going to be an absolute train wreck this year with all those personalities and different talents and wanting the ball, but it's worked greatly. They've done a really good job of getting it all together and making it work. So it can be done. <laughs> yeah. It can fucking be done. I'll tell you what can be done. If you got Tyreek Hill on your team, your offense is going to be awesome. Much better. But we thought, but remember what we said at the beginning of the season? I think we're all in somewhat of agreement that we thought it was going to blow up in their face. We're like, he's a shithead. They have so we just didn't talent. think Tua was very good. We didn't think Tua was good, and we didn't think, but we didn't think they'd make it work. We thought it was like too many personalities and too much shit going on for them to make it work. But they made it work. Mike McDaniels, little, little frog-looking fella, made it goddamn work. <laughs> <laughs> little frog-looking fella. Hey, Froggy McDaniel. When you start your uh, offense with, uh, with, with Hill and, and Waddle, you're pretty stuck. dynamic. It's pretty You're dynamic. Pretty no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But we didn't think they'd make it happen. We're like, there's too much for the ball to go around. The, you know, we wanted them to fail. And Tua looks great. Yeah. Tua, Tua has benefited from it. His, he's, you know, maybe maybe Max the same way. These Alabama quarterbacks need three years. Because Jalen Hurts is finally. Yeah. No, they need Alabama-level talent disparities well, between them and the defense. I don't think the there's defense. a huge – I don't think the Patriots have – a, a huge deficit in talent. I really don't like I don't when think you look so at either. this offensive line. You've seen them all perform well in the past. On one is one of the best linemen in the league. Ramondre Harrison's a stud. Um, Kendrick Bourne, Steven, we've seen you, him do you, really you well. Combine two of our players there: Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. <laughs> you turned him into Harrison. <laughs> Rob Ramondre Harrison. Is Ramondre is the better of the two? There we <laughs> Did go. Did I say Ramondre Harris? Harrison. Yeah, yeah. Is it Harrison? Harrison, Harrison, oh, Harrison yeah. Close. You made a new player. Hey, that sounds like a stud. All right. Yeah. So, no, like but I'm just saying, like, you've seen all these guys perform well in the past. Kendrick Bourne, man. Like, get him involved. Have Taekwon just run deep. Take the, take the top off. Get him enough time to at least pull the safety over to, to, to look for Taekwon. I mean, something. Get some stuff going underneath. You got Parker's two tight ends. Back. Yeah, your tight ends over the middle in the flats. You know, I feel like we never it, see that, and it's like that's dude, the easiest go to. We don't have a talent deprived offense. We have a coaching deprived offense. Like maybe Scheme quarterback is, is offense. You know, I just I just don't think we're as bad as we've been. I don't yeah. think so. All right, I think we covered it. <laughs> we're not super happy with the coaching. We have we have hopeful hopes that the bye week might have instituted something new. Let's hopeful look elsewhere. Hopes. Hopeful hopes. Uh, elsewhere in week 11, we got our first uh, potentially decent Thursday night football game in, in recent memory. 
Tennessee Titans going to Green Bay. The Packers coming off a, a win. They stay at home. Short week. Both teams like to run the ball a lot. It's gonna be it's gonna be a slugfest, but it's gonna be a fast game. I'm I'm intrigued, yeah. especially if the weather is if the weather is gnarly and you got Derrick Henry running out there in a night game. That's fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two and a half hour uh, game. That's what I'm looking for. Exactly, especially at night. Um, Sunday, yeah. Sunday we are. Oddly enough, we're we're going to be tuning in to that Bears Falcons game. I know, right? That's like if that's if you like called this in the off season, in the off season, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah, uh, but I'm really into that game. And and at Sunday night, it's Kansas City at the Chargers. If you told me that in the off season, I would have said I'll I'll skip anything. I'll skip a wedding. I'll skip a birthday party to watch that yeah. game. Now I'm like, eh, I don't really, I don't mm-hmm. care that much. I, I think that's an interesting, I mean, it's an division game. It's still interesting, but I, I hear what you're saying. It's not, it doesn't have the superstardom game written all over it. Like it would have, you know, like we thought it was ago. going to. Yeah. 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 Right. But that bears, Falcons, that's, an, that's gonna be fun. I think that's another thing that like makes me feel good is there's, there's not like an elite team in the league. When you watch the bills in the last couple of weeks and some of these other teams, it's like, everybody's got a chance this year. You know what I mean? Everybody's got oh, yeah. not everybody, but you know, well, a lot of any, teams have a chance. It's anybody's year. There's yeah, it's 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 really difficult to say who's going to win. I mean, it's likely someone out of the four or five team little group there, but you know, a dark horse could this could be a dark horse year where someone sneaks into the playoffs and wins the whole thing. Right. Or, or not even that, just team. like somebody that turns it on in the second half. Somebody that figures right. something out for the second half of the season and then all of a sudden they got 12 wins and you're like, "Oh, they're riding it. That that's the team that everyone thinks the 49ers have the potential to be that team, which right. is why they get right. talked about that way. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody Titans thinks the Bears are the Falcons. We started Titans, Titans and Packers, Packers, right? What do you guys think for that one? I got oh my Packers. goodness. I can't I can't do it. do it. I finally I finally got off the Packers uh last week and then they win against the Cowboys, but I I I, I got to stay off. I'm taking the Titans. I think there's something to be said about Thursday night game in Green Bay. In Green um, Bay, yeah. It's probably going to be fucking freezing. Yeah. And Titans, you know, they're coming from Tennessee, which gets cold, but it's probably not that cold yet. And there's just – there's always a thing with home games on Thursday night football. Yeah. It's you. It's such an advantage on the short week. that that's That's really the reason I'm taking them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like the, I like the Packers in this game. I think they found something here with their deep ball. Which is kind of yeah. like a trademark of, of Green Bay is that deep ball, you know. They need it. If they can point. get Christian Watson going, I think that's like that's potentially a season saving acquisition, you know. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. The Titans are, are a strong team, um, not so much at quarterback, but everywhere else they're well coached. Um, it's an interesting game, man. I really like this one for Thursday night. I, I think I'm going to go Packers just because in Green Bay. I'll go Packers, you know, 23-20. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's a fun game. Yeah. Luck, lucky for Amazon that they, they got one. They finally got one. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? well, they had the Falcons um, then, and Panthers last week. You thought that was like, yeah, it was kind of a shit. It was kind of a shitty game. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Yeah. Um, one, one of the headline games for the weekend Cowboys two weeks in a row here headline spot in the middle of the Vikings. afternoon Cowboys mm-hmm. going to Minnesota to play the eight and one Vikings. Uh, you know, the, the Cowboys have a lot on the line here with they're looking up 
at the Eagles in their division. They're also looking up at the Giants, and then the mm-hmm. Washington's on their heels there. So mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of opportunities to slip up the way that they did last weekend in Green no. Bay. So I think they have a ton on the line. And I'm going to use my my theory on the Vikings, which is basically if they can protect Kirk Cousins, then yeah. they're probably going to win. And Dallas gets after the, the quarterback that. better than anybody. And if they yeah. if they figure out – like last weekend was driving me nuts when I, I was watching Michael Parsons play middle linebacker. And I'm like, this, this guy might be the best pass rush player in the NFL. And you're having him play middle linebacker in the fourth quarter when Aaron Rodgers is dropping back to pass all the time. Like just yeah, throw him at defensive end. Like a, the one time they listed me, sacked the quarterback too. It was like – He got right what there. Are we doing I'm like, there? just yeah, let the guy do what he's great at. So I think that maybe they'll they'll turn that knob this week, and I'm going to take the Cowboys. Wow, in Minnesota wow. too, huh? Against the Vikings, yeah, you're really going to yeah. do it? They're not a good eight and one team. Look at their wins. Yeah, they said they have the worst um, point differential for any eight and one team I think ever of all time. I, I said that, and it's the second worst. Second worst. No, I also heard that somewhere else. You this said is, that this too. is a kind of a, I said that a good game tonight. to pick against the Vikings, though. I mean they. They're flying high right yeah, now. Yeah, I'll take man. the Cowboys. You taking the Cowboys? I'll take the Vikings. I like the okay. Vikings at home. There we go. Um, that is a ridiculous offense they have down there. I know you yeah. dog Kirk Cousins in the past, man, but he gets he gets his good players the ball. He does. You know, at least and five you- times a game when I'm watching him, I go, "That was a dime. That was a no. He that was a good perfect passes. pass." Generally, what what people figure out about him is once you start blitzing, sending the house. He freaks out and doesn't know where to go. Maybe things have changed with Justin Jefferson because Jefferson is Hawkinson so freaking good that he just throws used, it up to him. He used Hawkinson on a couple of those blitzes last week over the middle. Yeah, they get, he got well, on maybe a fourth he's down with it with Hawkinson. I think they're going to fall apart. They're they're they've got first round exit of the playoffs written all over them. Um, anyways, certainly possible. Enough of shitting on him. Two he two games. Cousins. I hate Cousins. Two games. I'm very I, you know I'm very curious about are the Bills, Browns, and the Eagles, Colts. Just because um, – is it, what's his name's not coming back for the Browns yet, but uh, the Bills haven't been looking good, and the Browns can kind of give you fits sometimes. They have a good defense. I'm curious what they have to say and what they can do. And then same with the Colts. You know, Colts, Colts somehow beat the Raiders last week. I know, you know, the Eagles just lost the game. Do they rebound? I think they're two kind of – you know, those are not necessarily trap games, but games that – could unexpectedly go the other yeah, way. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. I think the Bills need to bounce back in this one. I don't think the Browns have a good defense. I would say they're pretty average, maybe below average. I think they're 17th in yards. Um, Bills need to get right. I, I can't see the Bills losing three straight. I'm going to go ahead and, and say the Bills win that game. What was the other one you said? Eagles and Colts? Eagles-Colts. In Indy? I mean, you got to expect the, the the Eagles to get right too, right? Oh yeah, you have you have to. But that's the thing. That's the type of t- team. It's like, well, they just put something together last week. What's going to happen? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, fucking Colts. The Colts are one of those teams. I mean, they to, to the way they looked against the Patriots. I don't think I can pick them again for the rest of the season. You know, I, I know they beat yeah. the Raiders, but the Raiders are an absolute disgrace. The Eagles are a good team everywhere. You know, they just had some turnovers last week. They had four turnovers, three by uh by receivers. So. I don't really think you can 
I mean, if you want to make the argument, that's cool with me, but I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we definitely have a lot to look forward to. Uh, some people like some games better than others, and we're okay with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll just leave leave it at that. Um, so, but I, I think everybody's going to have their eyes on the Patriots and Jets this weekend. It's a great game, divisional game. They always play it tight. Uh, I just really hope the turnovers go our way. So we can wrap it up there. Uh, let you guys get back to whatever you're doing, washing dishes, walking around. Driving at the gym, driving. driving. To work, it's yeah. always driving. Yeah, yeah. Typical, typical. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you next week. All right, guys. See ya. Adios.